draft week, people. Yes, Cleveland Browns fans, favorite time. Oh, what to expect, what to expect. Andy McNamara along with Matt Florjancic on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. How you doing, everybody? Hope you're all hanging in, doing well, keeping safe, all that good stuff. And it's a, a case, Matt, where, hey, you know what? The, the bit of normalcy that the NFL draft provides is such a relief that I, I think I'm more pumped up than than even than usual, which is always at a pretty high level. And I wonder what the ratings are going to be like. They should be through the roof. Well, seeing as how nobody's going to be able to attend it in person, yeah, I think the ratings are going to be through the roof. And then you factor in that all the employees are watching from their own homes. I mean, that's going to drive up the numbers quite a bit. Uh, there's going to be a lot going on. Um, this weekend, and it, it, it will be a little bit of a sense of normalcy, not completely, but at least it gives us hope that maybe we'll have a football season. Mm. You know, you listen to some of these experts say, hey, we may or may not, and just like, okay, let's put that aside for a day or two, and let's just get back to doing what we do at this time of year, and then we can settle back up again on Monday yeah. with the will we or won't we discussion. Exactly. And just have a bit of fun with it. And you can follow us on Twitter at AndyMCD1. I got my mock draft 1.0 up. The second and final one will be up on Wednesday. Going to have videos on the Sportsnet YouTube channel as well. Uh, we're on the radio side. So full draft coverage uh, at AndyMCD1. And Matt's going to have a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter at Matt Florjancic as well. Uh, so, Matt, what we were thinking of doing, and, and folks, too, hey, weigh in. We know one of our, our great listeners, uh, Fog, down in South Carolina, puts out his own mocks, and is just a draft junkie. So I'll be interested to see what he thinks about this, uh, as well as, uh, you know, Paulo in Brazil, Kelly, Donnie, and, and uh, Amy and all that, all our, our regulars. Um, so let us know what you think, though, on this draft, on our picks for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to do a three-round mock. So I figured, Matt, we, we would do it this way. There's a great draft tool, thedraftnetwork.com, where you can – it's a draft machine – so you can do it where you have all the other teams pick and then you make your pick or you can just have it simulated. So we're going to have it where you make your first three round picks how you want them. And then I'm going to do each round on uh, of the three rounds on what the computer generates, which who knows? Maybe that's how, <laughs> how the Browns analytics staff will do it to a number generator. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Just as long as they don't trade on a 10. Oh, they might, though, man. Hey, that's <laughs> getting a lot of steam. tackle and let's move on. That's getting a lot of steam, though, right? And who knows? It's it's all, you know, projection, rumor, and all that. But, uh, yeah, it all depends how so they evaluate. We, back in, in the day where I worked with the team, what this was referred to was silly season, and anything you see coming out now is a smoke screen. To what is actually going to happen so that's what i'm going with that they're going to pick a tackle damn it and they're going to get the the best one that they can at 10 and then we're going to build the roster from there that that makes the most sense to me to the majority of browns fans don't mess around but really matt it all depends how they rank them like if they think all right the next group of tackles uh ezra cleveland's been getting a lot of hype uh there's austin jackson there's a few after the top four of a uh, makai becton Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills, and Andrew Thomas, if they don't rate them that differently, then I start to get a little nervous where it's like, well, we could trade down, pick up a third. And do when 
Matt, the good teams, you know what the good teams do? Just pick the damn player, as you said. Just pick him. Just stay there. Pick the player. Pick a player. Because, because the, the, the old saying is what? If you don't draft a player, you'll spend the next 10 years playing against them. How many times have we seen that? Right, and you're already going to be playing against Lamar Jackson, and now you're going to add Joe Burrow to the mix, mm -hmm. and Lord knows what the Steelers are going to pull. You know they're going to get somebody talented to replace Ben at some point. So, yeah, just get somebody that can be an impactful player for you guys instead of always trying to combat what somebody else is doing. Just do what's best for you. Yeah. And I think with the guys that they have now, like I said, I believe most of this stuff is a smokescreen, and I'm confident uh, after listening to some press conference comments earlier in the offseason with Stefanski and with Barry, they really they are going to try to target the best possible scenario for the team. And Lord knows it's been a long time since we've oh. felt and seen that. Yeah. Well, let's let's hope it does stay that way. Uh, again, another option would be, Matt, if the tackle they have touted as their top one gets taken. Isn't there? then maybe they look to the next group, right? Like, th there's so many different possibilities. Of course, Mekhi Becton, it'll be fascinating to see how that uh, uh, flagged drug test at the Combine with no priors on his record, if that has any effect on his draft stock. Um, you know, it, just before we get started here, if all the tackles were on the board, who would your pick be for the Browns? Well, do you want me to give it away? <laughs> oh, is, is, is that is that going to be well? Uh, if that if that's your pick, if that's if that's how it worked out, then save it. <laughs> because because the, the, uh, let's just say I was very we're very happy with the names that okay. were still on the board when I did Excellent. this mock. Uh, I think the only one that was off the board was uh, not somebody that I was going to take anyway. So. Okay. It didn't really matter to me. Because there, there's, um, there's a possibility of the Giants, the Cardinals, maybe one or both taking tackles, you know, and, and there's there's so many ifs. Christian Works was off the board, I believe, by the time the mock draft mm. machine got to me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, let's start this bad boy up here. Let's uh, Let me see what we got. Okay, here we go. Oh. All right, Matt. With the first pick... For the Cleveland Browns, 10th overall, Matt Florjancic selects. Who do you got? Uh, the big tackle out of Georgia. Yes. Named Andrew Thomas. Oh. Big offensive tackle. That's my guy. That's my – you know, Matt, just – he's the only one of the top four who is a pure left tackle. Starter the last two seasons at left tackle, All-American. He's not a projection. He's not a maybe he could do it. He has the athleticism to do it. I think he has the highest floor of any of the top tackles. Maybe not the, the high-end athleticism. But really, Matt, I just want technique. I don't need a guy who can jump 10 feet in the air or run a fast 40. He's not going to be running 40 yards. So I'll take the most no, – I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take the pure no, left tackle. It, it, that's why I kind of laugh with yeah. offensive linemen. The 40-yard dash does not mean nearly as much to the offensive line as it does to – other positions. The only position I could think that it means less to is a kicker or a punter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really concerned about any times in the 40s or anything. I'm looking for a strong, powerful young man that can protect Baker Mayfield's blindside mm -hmm. and a six foot five frame with 320 pounds on it out of the SEC. 
gets used to seeing NFL quality talent in Bama, in in other teams, LSU, yeah. everybody that Top the end. SEC has to go through. Yeah, I'm looking at that kind of guy and saying that's a guy I want on my team. Yeah, no, 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 I, I'm I'm totally with you. I think that's if I had my choice of the group, that would be my pick. Now, it's interesting though because if we're we don't know the the pure analytic influence, but the tackle that tested the best of that group in Spark scores, which is an analytics formula, uh, was Tristan Wirfs. And in your model, who takes him? The Giants. Yeah, he came off the board quickly. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I think he was in top five. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He probably yeah, went to the Giants. He came off the board quick. Probably went to the Giants. Okay. So here's here's now I just did a gener computer generated this listen folks I, I want to make this clear this is not my pick I would not choose this but here it is all right with the tenth overall pick from the draftnetwork.com draft machine the first ten picks go Joe Burrow to the Bengals Chase Young Derek Brown Tristan Wirfs to the Giants they have Makai Becton going to the Dolphins. Yeesh, that's not going to happen. Jeffrey Okuda goes to the Chargers. Uh, Matt, imagine if both Tua and Herbert got passed on. Holy, the place would blow up. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. It would definitely be unique because oh. quarterbacks usually are the first ones flying yes. off the board. Wow. In this case, Isaiah Simmons goes to the Panthers. Andrew Thomas goes to the Cardinals. So we have now three tackles off the board. C.J. Henderson, cornerback to the Jaguars. Before the Browns pick, I want to see where do they have these guys going? This is no way. They have these guys going out of the first round? That's stupid. Where, where, I, I got to do, do a fine search on this. Where did they have Tua? They have oh they have him going fourteenth to the they have him going to the okay this is this this computer generated uh, uh, one is uh, is stupid um, <laughs> as far as that, but we'll go with it <laughs> that's dumb that that's didn't dumb. take long that's, that come on we, Justin Herbert goes to the Patriots at twenty three now if he falls that far that'd be a hell of a pickup by the Pats uh, they have the Browns taking Xavier McKinney safety we know the Browns need a safety McKinney if you go by. A lot of the rankings is kind of a late first, early second round. I would like it if the Browns could get McKinney in the second round. But this is a case, Matt, where, okay, three offensive tackles are off the board in the top 10. And if the Browns don't trade back or don't get something they like, maybe the smart play is to go away from tackle. Uh, the Jets right after them take Jedrick Wills. I love Jedrick Wills in the combine. I think may, maybe he's a little bit better suited guard-wise, but I think he's got the athleticism to do it. What if the Browns went safety with their first pick? I wouldn't love it, but if that's the best option because the tackles are off the board, then I wouldn't hate it. Um, it I, just, I, I find it really hard to believe that all four of those guys are going to go one through nine. If yeah, if, if both quarter, if, if Tua and Herbert fall out of the top ten, then who, who the who the hell knows what's going to happen? Um, my my question would always come back to well, this, the, Matt. The my question would always come back to this: If the Browns don't take a tackle, who the hell is playing left tackle? That that's the, the, every question begins with this draft. With that, who's playing left tackle to protect Baker Mayfield? 
You got Conklin. I don't want to get cute and start switching people over. I know he played tackle in college. Guess what? NFL, it's a right tackle. That's what he is. We don't want to get into the situation. Oh, maybe Batonio. No, no, no. Get a damn left tackle. Do it and, and be done with it. So who, if they do not take a tackle for whatever situation or reason, the question comes back to that front office in Cleveland. What are you doing at left tackle for a day one starter? You don't have time to project. You don't have time. This is a win-now situation. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is that they're have, they have the framework of something in place to get one by other means. I don't want Trent Williams. If they don't that. take one and there's one on the board, then I would be wondering if there's a deal in place to get one through a trade. Like, do you want Trent Williams? That's really the only one that jumps out as being possibly available. Like, I'm not interested. You see, there's medical, there's attitude. I'm like, okay, is this guy going to play? Can you rely on him? Like, I don't know. I don't want to give up that much for Trent Williams. He doesn't really interest me. Not at 32 years old with having missed the season. That yeah. just to me is not uh, – I wanted him last year. I'll tell you that at the deadline, I was hoping. Mm. But the last, that wasn't the case. All right. So our first pick in the 10th round is that. Uh, the computer generates Xavier McKinney at that case. Oh, it went too soon. In that case – it, uh, uh, I think Browns fans would be, I know I would, freaking out of what, what, what is happening at left tackle? That's a very high reach for McKinney, but the word is, too, a lot of these prospects are clumped very close together. So it comes on, on the, the town evaluators. So you could have a guy that could go 45 and he could go 20. Like there seems to be a big kind of gap there. So uh, maybe it's not that crazy. Number two, Matt, not your, your second round pick for the Browns. Let's hear it. All right, who do you got? I have an interior defensive lineman. He was the best guy on the board at a position that they sort of need help in. Okay. Neville Gallimore from the University of Oklahoma. Oh, okay, okay. Now that's 41st overall for the Browns, so that goes to helping out depth with uh, Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson. Um, a spot probably where second round – if you got your tackle, the first one, I'd be looking secondary. But as you said, if that's your best available on the board and it's a case where maybe the no better safety. corners are gone. When I did this draft, no safety was within 30 picks of 40. Wow. The highest rated safety that was still on the board was in the 70s, and nice. I ended up getting him. Oh, okay. So you can get him. Okay, okay. So that's so instead you add some depth up front. That's always good. Neville uh, Gallimore. Let's, uh, let's just take a quick look on the draft network. Let's see. They're saying best trait is his feet. Worst trait is his length. And no red flag. So he's a disruptive uh, penetration style defensive system tackle. Isn't necessarily a huge finisher. Hasn't rolled up huge production in the backfield. But make no mistake, his initial quickness, power, hand counters, and motor will provide plenty of disruption up front, even for teams looking to collapse the pocket. Okay. Hey, you know what? As a rotation guy, high end, I don't hate that. I'd rather the safety, but as you said, if there's nobody you don't want to reach for position, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Um, for me, 41st overall, the pick is, Matt, this is where we get our left tackle, Austin Jackson out of USC. Now, this guy I do like. He's somebody that is projected as a late first 
uh, or second round pick. And he's somebody you look at the size wise. He's almost six five, three hundred twenty two pounds. So you got that that natural sort of uh, size that you want. Um, now, can he be as athletic as they need him to be? Perhaps his his rating goes off as a smooth moving big man with natural knee bend, projecting as a steady NFL starter. If his upper body mechanics, specifically his punch timing and hand placement, catch up with his athletic skill, so seems like somebody that maybe. Maybe that good foot movement, Matt, and smoothness is going to be better suited to the Browns' wide zone scheme, which doesn't necessarily need that powerful push or mauler type as you would in a more traditional offense. Right. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that pick. I'm not mad at it. I just want him to get a tackle early in the draft. I don't want to draft a fifth-round draft. Oh project that may or may not work, and I'm going to have to press in the service on day one when he doesn't have the experience. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, and the Browns now have uh, two third-round picks, right? Yes. I believe, yes. Now, one of those came from the Duke Johnson deals. That That's right, yeah? That's yes. Not, that's pretty good. You know what? That, that's not bad for Duke. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate not it. Not for a running back that didn't really have any numbers that would – No justify a third-round pick. But then again, I don't know what the hell's going on in Houston anyway. <laughs> I think Bill O'Brien has completely run amok down there. Should have asked for a first-rounder. Might have got it. <laughs> Who knows? All right, let's get to the third round. Here we go. All right, so the Browns' first third-round pick comes 74th overall. Who you got? Safety Ashton Davis from the University of California. Okay, all right. Are we looking at a guy? Is he somebody that can go in between safety positions? Is he a coverage guy? What are, what are we looking at? He's what they say is he's not a great single high safety, but he's got ability or mobility rather and anticipation skills that would be effective in a too deep look. Okay. Okay, that's that's fine. And, 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 so and he's this, not afraid to stick his nose in at the point of attack and hit somebody either. So this is somebody that they now would this be someone we would expect to be a, a a contend for a starting spot? Not initially out of camp, but at some point in the season, he could very well find his way. He's going to be the the fifth defensive back on the field at mm. nickel or a dime package i would think but at that position and it being a position of need he was the best of the bunch nice okay so that's that's all right and what the browns have done smartly i think with andrew barry is sign a bunch of those players to those one-year contracts on defense where you don't have to push in somebody like this and you can have them grow into it with the hope that the following year they're able to step in and, and do it right right and do it that way uh, all right, so my pick, fourth overall, or a third round pick, 74th overall, linebacker, Appalachian State, Akeem Davis Gator, Gaethje, G-A-T-H-E-R. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's a redshirt senior, 6'2", 219, little undersized, um, but he's essentially for the linebacker size, strong tackler. You know, you don't want guys getting by you. Um, he's somebody in, in short areas. He's quick. Seems like he's got some nice horizontal coverage. Apparently struggles with shedding blocks 
which is uh, could be a bit of a problem. But in space, looks to be an effective guy. So as a third round pick, linebacker again, if uh, analytics doesn't necessarily value the linebacker position that much, you put him in a rotation in there, and and maybe you're okay, right, with the free agents that they that they brought in. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity there to really, if you build up a front line and you get solid production out of those front four, that when you get a linebacker in there that can maybe play off another veteran or can learn, basically learn on the job, mm-hmm. you can develop a playmaker there. I mean, we saw Christian Kirksey and Joe Schobert play very early in their careers, yeah. and they were solid, if not a little better, but they definitely progressed and got better as time went on. And that's kind of what you have to do at the linebacker position. Unless you're drafting a guy in the top 10 that you know is an absolute stud and a mauler, like you're going to have to wait on a little bit on development because they have to pick up the speed. So surrounding a young guy with veterans both in front of him and next to him at the linebacker spots is critical to the success of the defense. All right, so that's the first third-round pick. Matt, who you got for the second? Let's, you know what? Let's do the chime one more time. Let's, let's chime it up. You know I love the chime. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Who's your, who's your second third-round pick for the Browns, and that is coming in 97th overall? I am excited about this pick, and then I did a seven-round mock, and I'll tell you later what other pick I'm very excited about. Interior offensive lineman, I'm going to butcher his last name, and I apologize for it now. Tyler Biades from the University of Wisconsin. Okay. What do you like about him? The fact that he can play guard. And Mm. the Browns need help not only at the tackle spots, but I really think that despite the investment that John Dorsey made in right guard with trades for Wyatt Teller and what have you, the Browns need to get better at all positions across the offensive line, and you get this guy in there, he can just wreak havoc for an offensive line. He's a tough, physical, good interior guy, and those are very, very hard to find. 6'3", 321, you know, good physical frame. Mm. Uh, Grew up on a farm, so he knows how to move large, you know, objects that aren't trying to be moved, and... uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Okay, so you know what? And that's a spot to, to take. And again, it's a situation where you don't necessarily have to force him in with a Wyatt Teller, but if you like the upside, sure. My pick, oh, I, I hate, this draft's terrible. I would not do this draft. This is awful. Again, uh, Antonio Gibson running back. Why am I taking a running back? <laughs> Why am I taking a running back in the third round? That's ridiculous. That, Why? Was, <laughs> that was the last need on the list. I'll tell you what. I had to think long and hard because when I was making that Gallimore pick, the one name that kept popping up that was available is University of Wisconsin back Jonathan Taylor. And I'm Ooh, like, I like him hmm. a lot. Well, the Browns just got Kareem Hunt for another year, and they got Nick Chubb. So they don't need a running back, but boy, that would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not that's not bad. But look, you got you got Hunt, you got Chubb. What Dontrell Hilliard's Hilliard's still there. Like, that's a spot. Okay, if you want to take a sixth, seventh round flyer, fine. Third round? No. Especially with, okay, let's see who else is available around this. Uh, Apparently, Matt, his draft comparison is Kalen Balazs. Kalen Balazs sucks. 
He's terrible. Why the hell would I want that in the third round? That's stupid. No. Oh, I hate. I okay. I I completely hate this draft. Um, there's now. Let's see who else. Is there. <laughs> That's why you handle it yourself. Oh, I would. You know what? Computers. Uh, I hope that uh, Andrew Barry and Paul De Podesta do not use the the the, the draft machine in this case. Uh, who, who else was? Who else was available? You know what? There's a receiver who went right after Van Jefferson. I know if Odell's around and and they have some other people, you might not not want one. But six foot two, I like size. That's kind of still an area the Browns are lacking, depending what they think of Damian Ratley. Six two, one ninety seven, out of Florida. You know, uh, apparently a really good route runner, and it can can break through of of press coverage and has a good release. So, I'd rather have that than a running back. Yeah. Okay. That's awful. I I do not yeah, endorse I, this draft. I'm not messing with running back in this draft. No. I'll be I'll I'll admit it. I didn't take a running back in this draft. No. Like again, if if it come if it came to like a sixth seventh round pick, and he's the best player on the board, fine. Okay. But any higher than that is just dumb. Uh, who do you got for your you you liked uh, guys a couple guys late. Yeah, so I was very happy about the Wisconsin offensive lineman pick. I uh, got Alton Robinson, an edge rusher from Syracuse, in the fourth round. Uh, then with pick 187, a guy that I did some research on uh, earlier this offseason. His name is Isaiah Coulter. He's a wide receiver out of Rhode Island. And this kid has six, a 6'2", 198, good speed. Good size, was a very, very productive wide receiver in college. And it's definitely somebody that if, if he's there, shoot, I mean, add him to the receiver core and let him develop, hmm. that'd be nice. I mean, it's a total luxury pick, but this kid is a star. Well, if it's late, that's what you want to do. You just want to kind of look at at best player. Uh, for the record, my my own mock draft that I have up on Sportsnet.ca and on Twitter at AndyMC81. The the 1.0 I had Tristan Wirfs. My 2.0 coming out on Wednesday is going to be Andrew Thomas. I'm going the same direction that you went there with the situation that Wirfs goes goes there, and not this computer generated one where both Tua and Justin Herbert follow the top ten. Matt, if that happens, then again. Who knows? Like, people will be freaking out. They, they won't know what the hell to do. You know, you know who else will be freaking out and moving up real quick if that happens? Who? The New England Patriots. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 Jared Stidham. They don't take leaps often. No. But if, if Justin Herbert falls out of top 10, look for them to be pick 11. Interesting. Interesting. And that would have to trade with the Jets. Woo. Well, that'd be something. Interesting. Oh, well, if, yeah, that's not going to happen. Maybe the Jets 12. We're not going to make that deal. But, 12. yeah, I forgot to jump at 11. 12 are right after that with the Raiders. They could do that easy enough. Raiders have multiple picks. The Raiders, I could see. But, see, then the Raiders could get interesting because then they could draft mm. Tua or Justin Herbert yeah. because nobody's really sold on, on Derek Carr, even though they gave him that monster extension. Nobody's nobody's sold on him in, uh, yeah. well, in Vegas now or wherever the hell they might have to play. <laughs> If their stadium doesn't get finished, but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if the Patriots call, 
But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders took one of those two if they were both available. That would be wild if both were taken out, man. I'd be a little concerned, though, about Tua. His Wonderlick score was not the greatest. No, and you know what? That's all. That's all part of it. Like, didn't Fitzpatrick Harvard? He had like the best one, and yeah, he's fine. He did. He did okay. It's part. I of think it. Jake Fromm had the best one this year. Burrow had the third highest, and Tua had the least. And Jalen Hurts was right above him. Oh, I love Jalen Hurts. Sign me up. Jalen Hurts. I, I, if if the Pats wait, I bet you second round. If he's there, Pats take Jalen Hurts, and I think he might be the second best quarterback in this draft, NFL career wise, after Burrow. That's my hot take. I'm, I'm, I'm huge. You really think Hurts. Burrow's going to have a, a, a really good career though? Who if joke? he stays in Cincinnati? I think they could. Like he's got weapons around him. They, they got to. You think he, he's as good of a, of a quarterback is maybe like a Carson Palmer that could overcome the stupidness <laughs> of the issues in, within the front office and the roster? You know what? I think he has all the tools to do it. And and really, it's going to come down to how do they build that offensive line. You're going to get A.J. Green back. You got Tyler Boyd, right? Like, it's. I think he has all the tools to do it. He's, he's your, your, your perfect type of quarterback if you were to build one. Um, Joe Burrow would, I think, line up pretty good, pretty good there. But who knows? Who knows? Right? Hopefully not. Hopefully he, he he does. If he goes to the Bengals, he's awful. That's you know we're anybody in division. I'm certainly not wishing well to. <laughs> that's that's fine with me. He can suck all. He, he can be terrible. Well, I mean, it's 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 difficult because he's a oh, he's an Ohio kid, but then so is Roethlisberger, and we don't right, want to talk to about him. that. So I get your point, I and mean, it's yeah. it's kind of. Yeah, you you want to wish him well, but then you realize you got to play against him twice a year for a decade. You're kind of like, ah, I don't want you to do as well as you hope you do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, all right, Matt, you're going to have, uh, I'm sure, keep busy draft night, and we'll keep an eye on your Twitter, at Matt Florjancic, and Instagram, at Matt Flo Sports for, for draft coverage. And uh, we'll have a post-draft show to kind of go over what, what happened, and, and hopefully we're feeling pretty good on it. Yeah, hopefully, buddy. Yeah. Uh, from... From your lips to God's yeah. ears, let's hope the Browns get us a good one. Let's go. Let's and not my draft. Not not this not this debacle of a of a, of a robot draft. Ugh. All right. Anyway, <laughs> stay stay safe, my friend, and to all our listeners as well. Of course, stay safe. Be smart. Uh, enjoy the draft. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of of our picks. Who you would pick at Andy MC One at Matt Flurjancic. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. To echo those sentiments. Stay, stay safe, everybody. Stay home as much as you can. Uh, ride out this storm, and hopefully, we'll all get back to normal, so we can see these young kids who are going to be drafted this week uh, start their careers on time in the fall. Absolutely, be a great distraction, and mean things are getting back to normal. All right, for Matt Florjancic, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. This is the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns.